Millennials are ruining the world An exennial perspective Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Millennials are ruining the world question mark and exennial perspective I'm not woke, but I'm awake So excited to be doing uh, a podcast I have been told by Many people over the years, hey, why don't you do a podcast? And I was like, what's a podcast? But apparently they're very popular and people listen to these things. So I am here doing one right now. Uh, So I just wanted to just do a brief, like, why am I doing this? It's because everyone told me to. But also I am building my brand, uh, which is Millennials are Ruining the World. And I changed the exclamation point to a question mark because uh, millennials were getting offended. And that was never my intention to offend anybody, I promise. I was, it says exasperation, and the cover is me with an emoticon of me or emoji of me or bitmoji of me, whatever you fucking call it, with my, you know, my hand in my palm. And I'm just like, ah, ah, exasperation. And then people would be like, you stupid baby boomer, you ruined the world. And I'd be like, I am, I'm not a baby boomer. So that's why I put exennial in the title. What's an exennial, you ask? You can Google it, but I'll tell you because I'm very nice. Uh, it is that little micro generation between generation X and generation Y, the millennials. And that's just the word someone came up for it. So it's like you're born 1976 to 84, like in there. And of course, when I say millennial, I always refer to the behavior. I know everyone else is not like this. I refer to the behavior, not the generation. So I'm never saying that someone born in 1989 or 1992 is horrible, but they might have these tendencies which are horrible. But that's just me. Those are my definitions. So anyway, I think I probably should start this podcast now. Uh, So our first guest, very exciting, uh, very thrilled she's here. Uh, She has been on Broadway twice in Matilda the Musical and The Great Comet of 1812 with, I believe it's Natasha Pierre in The Great Comet of 1812. You get the point. And she was most recently on the North American tour of Chicago. Uh, She is a twin. She grew up in Singapore. And the way to her heart is to know the good ramen from the bad ramen. Welcome, Celia. Hi, thanks. Thank you for being quiet while I talked for a minute there. I was quiet and judging. Yes, she, you could see, you can't see her <laughs> eyes. But you can feel my judgment, right? Yes, I hope so. <laughs> uh, so we're starting every episode with a brief how did we meet story. So how did we meet, Celia? We met because um, a mutual friend of ours was having a birthday party at Marie's Crisis. Yes, that's true. Uh, which I haven't been to in probably a decade. But I, I don't, the piano's really is out Is it of still tune. there? Does it still exist? Yeah, it still exists. Okay, so we met there and um, you gave me a business card and I was very, oh, this is actually very appropriate for branding. You gave me a business card and I was very new to New York City having lived in London where people don't um, network in the same way that New Yorkers do and when you gave me your business card in my head I thought this is so gross this guy is gross he makes he disgusts me and I just thought it was disgusting that you gave me your business card literally within 30 seconds of meeting me that's good marketing <laughs> and, networking and that's, networking. that's how we met and branding 
our, our topic today is branding, which I forgot to say. But yeah, and then I guess we became friends because I did. was like, we, let's hang we out. We eventually became friends. It took like, you did pursue my friendship for really like a couple of years. I'm nice like that. Well. I just knew we were going to be friends. <laughs> I had a vision uh, from the, the gods above or whatever, the mm. universe above, whatever atheists are supposed to say. That's the vision I had. Right. The atheistic vision that we were going to be great friends the humanist yes we're humanists whatever that means and we're here today and our first topic is branding because in essence that's what i'm doing with the podcast is building my brand uh with the book millennials are running the world making it a podcast we changed the name of the sitcom is going to be millennials are running the world question mark as well uh just to build this whole millennials brand and uh you're also in the sitcom i am you play celia i play myself it's typecasting did you say my name i did oh you did so everybody knows what my name is i I think i did we'll have to listen back if i didn't (laughs) we can punch it in this is your first one celia may rubin in case i didn't say her name yes We're novices at this, but that's part of the charm. Yes. Right? And Smee, I put Smee's light on. He's just totally chilling. So good. I mean, I guess it's not the end of the world if he makes a meow during a podcast. I don't know how to make him, but it's okay. I'm glad he's staying out of our way. He's like, I see you're busy. Okay, so we're going to go to, uh, I was going to say we're going to open it up to our first question with, with our first caller, but uh, that doesn't quite work. Because there isn't a caller. All right. So the first question is, what is branding? You tell me. I have, I don't know. I hate the word. What is it? Oh, I, I could look it up. Shall we look it up? <laughs> Let's look it up. Let's see what I, it I says. I have an idea of what it is, but I'm very resistant. I'm it's resistant. It's giving me branding iron. So that shows you it's not actually in well, the Well, of course uh, dictionary. it's not in the dictionary because it's this new phenomenon. Of, yeah, it's a noun. It's, a, it's, it's not a, a verb. It's a new phenomenon, this br- whatever this is to, to mark brand an, oneself. To mark an animal or a slave with a branding iron. <laughs> is the, well, that makes sense because you're, so physically, if you're marking someone. Assign that, a brand name to, yeah. branded. And so that's what people are trying to do now with their images and careers is and their selves yeah put a mark on themselves right to be like this is me this is my brand this is you can't see my air quotes this is my air quotes brand right i'm so not used to this format (laughs) i keep posing for the camera i'm like where's the camera (laughs) we have to do it all with our voices yes uh so i think it's stupid do you agree Uh, yes i think the no well i think the notion of marketing yourself in a way that is possibly inauthentic and dishonest is gross. Now, I acknowledge that there's thousands of people, maybe millions, I don't know, branding themselves in ways that one wouldn't say are inauthentic or dishonest. But I just think the notion of like putting forth something in terms of now we're like doing the whole social media thing like putting forth something that just feels a little disingenuine to me inauthentic Uh, yeah inauthentic is weird to me because really like especially as a performer what do you need you need to have a certain skill set and that should really be what you need in order for people to think that you're hireable, right? But right now, people are also talking about, well, I need to work on my brand so that people will hire me. And I'm like, wait, 
you need to just be good at social media for people to hire you. That is just a very, very weird concept. It's like they, they're cookie cuttering us and getting rid yes. of all those raw, unique edges that make us human. Yeah, or and, not necessarily raw. Edges that we work, that we went to school for, that we spent a lot of time and money honing our craft, you know. And now now it's like, well, that's not enough. I, we need to see how many Instagram followers you have. Well, that's a great segue to the next question. Oh. How do you approach Instagram and Facebook? Um, I, I love social media. I love Instagram and Facebook. But I certainly don't approach them um, as to brand myself. I do post a lot on social media, but I I really post things that in the moment I feel like I want to share or I want to open up a discussion. Um, I've seen certain Instagram profiles that are extremely curated and I'm like, wait, this isn't called curated gram or like later gram. This is literally called Instagram because it was created so that in the in the instantaneous moment. Oh yeah, I moment, hate later gram. Yeah, I mean. When someone tags me, like I'm like, that was two that days was ago. That was two days ago. So you're that feeding a lie. Count. You're yeah. lying because because it happened two days ago. It happened a week ago, and you're posting it now, and it's like, wait, that's not what this. This is Instagram. Yeah, but you don't always want to do it in the moment because it takes like 12 minutes to hashtag that's everything. That's fine. That's fine. I'm Look, always I, like, I, hashtag New York and hashtag yeah. NYC and hashtag yeah, no, winning I, I and less, hashtag selfie and I hashtag the day of the week. Hashtag, and, I have less of a problem with latergram and more just like sometimes I, I look at social media and you're like, people are just really putting tiny little snapshots of themselves which is fine we shouldn't have to share all the most horrible parts of ourselves but i i do i i think sometimes i share some pretty like weird things about myself online you do. right you get very very personal i get very personal and i get very i i share sad things and i share angry things and i share things that suck but i also share like wonderful things and i feel like if you are going to use like hashtag media, be real yeah hashtag be real that's that's what how I feel. So that's how I use my social media. And I definitely don't post sad things. No, which no. is weird. Like, aren't we all? If we're going to connect so much on with social media instead of face to face, right? Because that's just kind of like what's happening. I would happening. rather connect face to face with those things. But I will but text my friends. I, yeah, you and I will because we're exennials. Ah, uh, that's that's <laughs> really on point. But I think people I are, are I see people friends. interacting on in fact I have people that interact with me on social media who I think I think they think that we're friends because they comment on posts of mine and while that's very nice like you know, I have very few people I call actual friends. Oh, that's a good topic, too. Yeah, yeah and you definitely, you didn't call me friend for years. No, I didn't because... And you would tell me, you're not my friend. No, you're not I, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I literally said to him for two years, you're not my friend. Because when I use the word friend, that has a lot of weight to it. And I feel like now... I with, have a lot of weight to me. Well... According <laughs> to my mom. He, he is not the skinniest. Let's let's be, hashtag whatever, be real. Whatever, I'm pretty thin. That's okay. You, I, you're the one that made the joke not me i know but i made it as a joke not to be serious it's okay <laughs> they can't see me so i didn't wear my no, you look good. you've been going to the gym i do i go to the gym three days a week yeah unless i go only two or only one or um, only zero that's okay but I, I aim for three and uh last week i went three okay so that's exciting yeah good this I mean... week i'm at two Great. Are you going to go three times this week? No, no you're not because it's at no, the end of the no, weekend. No, it's not happening this week because I'm moving my girlfriend into my apartment Whoa! tomorrow. 
that is a big thing. Hashtag real <laughs> Hashtag life. Hashtag real life. That's going to 100% be a topic because my girlfriend is one of the guests this season. Yep, she is. I'm not going to announce what week people are because I think the weeks are going to change depending on who records first. That's my new thought. Okay. And some people, like we're going to do a debate talk. That has to be after the debates. And my friend Aaron and I are going to do... Uh, a science fiction talk about all the shows we watch, and we have to wait till Game of Thrones is over so we can discuss the finale on that. Okay. So some of those are, you know, whatever. That's well. This one is definitely the first. This one, This is one hundred percent. Yeah, I always, I always put you first because <laughs> first is the worst, second is the best. Isn't uh, that what they say? That's fine. I'm happy to be hashtag the worst. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? I've lost it. We're supposed to keep track of these things because I'm the host. Um, we were talking about, about social, social media. media, yeah, and how people... I don't like it. Like, I, I will use it to, like, promote myself, but that's really it. And then people can tell, and then they get all like, he just uses it to promote himself. So I try not to always do that, yeah. but I, I mean, try to post I, I if I'm at a show to just be like, I'm seeing this show, yeah. just to be nice to yeah, the world. You, yeah, that's true. You, to don't, support you don't post theater. that much. I do, I post a lot, and I love it, but I definitely don't. It's not a substitute for real life, and I feel like if it is going to be a bit of a substitute, because I do think there are definitely people that use it as much as, I don't know, that they really, like, interact a lot with each other on social media, and that's great, and I pass no judgment there, but what I'm saying is if, if, if social media is going to take the place a little bit of personal interaction, then I do think that we owe it to ourselves to be more real on it, hmm. right? It's just yeah. evolved. It's evolved in the 10, 10 to 15 years well, I that feel since like it started. I don't have to be real on social media. No, because you don't I'm use it. Life. Yeah, but you also yeah. like see your friends. I do and... post a lot of cat pictures. Yeah, you well, And, and Miss yeah. Piggy. Yes. But I tried to, you know, I in 2016, I got really political and I was very for my best friend Hillary, who I have a great picture with. And it Hillary really, who? And it really backfired uh-huh. because all these millennials got so mad at me for supporting her. Like, over that asshole from Vermont who I really don't like. And it's like, you know, they got so petty about things. And it was just disgusting because you have to support the nominee. All I'm posting this year is, like, support the nominee, support the nominee, stop trash-talking everybody else. I agree. I think we should support the nominee. We should have a positive critical debate but not one that's like yes, i won't vote act, for any can, of these people we can absolutely and by supporting the nominee i don't think either of us are saying that we have to come out publicly and say i love this candidate if that's not how you feel but what her, you know what this isn't a political discussion no, maybe no. we shouldn't get into we it we veered into it that's okay <laughs> i no one said that we can't meander it's my podcast it is your podcast. Roger and I are going to discuss the candidates after the two-night debate. Okay. We're going to watch both nights together, take notes, and we're going to have an in-depth analysis of who we support, and we're going to try to detach ourselves from the candidates' age, gender, and race. I think that is a fantastic idea. And sexuality, idea. and yes. see if we can just do it on the issues. Yeah. Well, the, I think it's really, really important. I think we're pl- I think identity politics is not helpful or healthy or useful that goes with branding too this is what i'm saying it's like what somebody's what how somebody is going to put into action certain policies that that they you know are um 
that they are working on or like that should be the most important thing in somebody who's going to be our president, right? Yeah. Not their gender, not their sexuality, not their race. It should be what they believe in and how they have taken action in the and past. how they can figure and, out how yes. to make it happen. Yes. Like, you know, substantially instead of just ideas yes. and just being a, a brand. Like this, some of the yes. candidates are a brand. Right. So, how was that? I yeah, got it back totally on topic. Did. So this is yes. my point. My point is. <laughs> we got back on you, topic. <laughs> like some, we, I mean, I think it's definitely a skill to have a, a really, um, successful brand and i appreciate that and i respect that and i acknowledge that that is a really great skill however what i take issue with is that is not a replacement for the for the other skills that are actually needed on a job and obviously i can only talk about show business because that is the profession that i'm in but how somebody presents themselves on social media is not at all synonymous with how they present themselves in an audition or a rehearsal process or on a film set. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I agree. Like, I, I respect people that have amazing brands and social media profiles, but that shouldn't be the reason people... That shouldn't be, um, like, the be-all and end-all of, of my reputation. I don't right. want my reputation to be, oh, this is her on Instagram, that's Celia Mae Rubin. Her Instagram is who she is. No, it's not. It's a part of me, but... Well, how I do think you... I bring a lot more to the table, personally. <laughs> well, how do you feel about when these audition, you know, the casting directors are looking at your skills and one of their questions are, how many followers do you have? I hate it. Of course I hate it. I, I... You have more followers than I have. I mean, I, I have on a decent... On Instagram. I have Instagram. more on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, you have more on Facebook because I, I, Facebook is actually more personal to me and I post more personal things on there, so I don't want a lot of people being mm. able to see it. Um but you still have over a thousand friends though i know it actually makes me feel uncomfortable that i do so maybe you, know? you should start defending people well here's 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 <laughs> kind of my quandary is i just actually actually went through a facebook call the other day and i sat on it I for a while yeah yeah you seth made the cut and i sat on it for a while well, because Jason i thought robert brown cut me as a friend he did yeah we only met a few times but see you're not friends no yeah i'm and, still friends with his wife though well but the thing is, like, I don't know whether you're taking that personally or not, but you shouldn't. Oh, no, I didn't take it personally. Yeah, and I, I do, th I've had I've people ask me. I've only met him a few me, times. Well, you're not friends then. No, I've had I don't people hang ask out with me, <laughs> I've, I've had people ask me, why did you have messaged me on Facebook to say, I noticed that we're not Facebook friends anymore. Did I do something wrong? And I always reply, no, you didn't. But we also haven't, literally, we literally haven't spoken in three years. So we're not friends and I don't care to see your things on Facebook and I also don't care for you to see my things and I don't think that's something that should be taken personally um, I try not to notice actually there was a bug where it would give you people who defended you as people you may know uh, and I reported it to my friend who works at Facebook and they fixed it because of me so oh, wow. you're welcome they should you're, have paid you some... you're welcome <laughs> I was like this is ridiculous I don't need to find out someone defends me but because I also, they're on people I you may know I have found out that people defended me and it, like it to me, it's literally a shrug of the shoulders because, as I said, I literally have five real friends in New York City. I have 5,000 friends in Facebook. Oh, gosh. So <laughs> it is a relief when somebody friends me. I'm actually, I think, at 4,972. It's a relief when someone unfriends you. Yes. Right. It's like, thank God I have room for new people because oh. soon I'm going to run out. If I could have 200 friends on Facebook, that would be fine with me. 
But, you know, people take these things personally. I really don't think they should. Facebook isn't real life. I My post mom on it a lot, but it's not. Yeah, that I sounds think she perfect has 58. to me. Okay. Watch, everybody's gonna <laughs> everybody who listens to this is now gonna unfriend me on Instagram and Facebook. It's no, okay. Don't I won't unfriend me. I won't take it personally. I would prefer not to be. I'm just saying it's like, okay, well, if someone doesn't wanna be friends with me, I I but I'm forty now, so I don't fucking care. Yeah, that's my I point. I would have cared who in my twenties. Who cares? Like I've just added my age. Even but the it's people okay. that I'm actually friends with, I don't really tend to like a lot of their stuff on social media. And I I did have a good friend actually have this conversation with me about like th- like likes on social media and I point blank said to him look there's a lot of times I scroll past your images and I don't even take a moment to like them because I know I'm going to talk to you in like two hours yeah <laughs> well my last photo of me and my poster at Don't Tell Mama that got over 250 likes and that's like my second amount of most posts and I'm like 250 people they must really pay attention to me and everyone else. <laughs> but how could you see that and not like it? Right. Unless you are actively not liking things on purpose or you don't want to like it, I don't know, out of a principle, too many people. Like one of my friends said she won't like anything that gets that many, many likes. She prefers to like things with fewer likes sure. so that her like has meaning. Well, you know what? People are allowed to use social media any way they choose, right? So Yeah, I just wanted to plug that I have a poster up at Don't Tell Mama, which is great. After doing 12... Years of weekly shows there. It's about fucking time. Yeah, it's about fucking yeah. time. So and though I, though I do think people should be able to use social media however they want to, I do pass judgment on people that like <laughs> are like, look at my brand. I, I am admitting everybody. I admit I'm going to come out and say I judge it. Well, speaking of people acknowledging their brand, I noticed that you use the hashtag Hashtag Chinese Jew. Isn't I did, that aren't you yes. being hypocritical by saying people shouldn't brand themselves when you have branded yourself? You know what? I am probably absolutely being hypocritical. I well, know I'm glad you admit I know it. I know that I am uh, a hypocrite on lots of things, but I think somebody is definitely lying to themselves that they say that they're never hypocritical. I think we're all hypocrites in, in a big way in our I own am ways. Never hypocritical. That is a lie, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um I I have to say, though, I started using hashtag Chinese Jew before this whole branding culture kind of came onto the scene. So maybe you're the trendsetter. No, but I didn't do it to brand. I really just did it because at the time I felt that I didn't see a lot of people or meet a lot of people with my own um, ethnic and cultural background. And today, today I do meet more people that have... Uh, you know, more of a similar sort of mixed race experience. Um, but at the, the time, the, yes, the, they're called the Hoppas. Uh, and but I'm not even specifically talking about like Asian cauc- and mixed with Caucasian. I'm just talking about like the mixed race experience and mixed cultural experience. You know, I grew up on three different continents, but by, by the time I was 15, so That's I started two more than me. <laughs> so I started using that hashtag because I, I guess I wanted to raise awareness at the time i started to do to use that hashtag i was in natasha pierre um, and the great comet of 1812 on broadway which developed a huge fan following and i thought well if so many people are interested in following my social media i'm not just going to post about the show i also want to make reference to things that are very important to me such as being half Chinese and being half Jewish. But I certainly never used 
it was never my intention to use that hashtag as to say this is this is why I'm working on Broadway. I was proud to be a Chinese Jew working on Broadway, but I certainly hoped that I was working on Broadway for reasons other than my ethnic and cultural heritage. Got it. Does that make sense? No. Oh. <laughs> I was proud to be a Chinese Jew working on Broadway, but as we were talking about with the with the if we're you know the upcoming presidential candidates. Yes. There are no Chinese Jews. That's not what are I was. Are you gonna, saying what, you're running for office? No, what I was <laughs> what I was going to say is their substance is the thing that matters the most, right? right. And it kind of doesn't really matter where somebody's from. Like all those things, of course, make up the it, human. It matters being. what you could portray. It, no, I'm talking about the. I'm not. I'm not talking about show business now. I'm talking oh, about okay. politics. Oh, got it. It doesn't really matter where somebody is from. It's what they believe in, right? Right. So it's also should be the same. Like in theater, it doesn't really matter where you're from. It should just matter what your substance is, which of course is different when we're talking about portraying um, different ethnicities on stage. Then that's a whole different conversation, which I don't think we should get into. I think that's a, yeah, that that might be a a surefire way of, I guess it's okay if you're doing a podcast to take opinions. But, you know, millennials are get very annoyed when you take opinions on things that aren't exactly their opinions. Oh, well, I'm very opinionated, so maybe everyone's annoyed at me right now. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I mean, it's not like you can just play Chinese Jews. I mean, if you could only play Chinese Jews. I would never work. Yeah, except in my sitcom yeah. where you play yourself. That's true. Or if someone did a sitcom about your sister, you could play her. But no, I couldn't <laughs> because she's because twins are not the same person. Right. <laughs> but you could get into her skin. I yeah, couldn't you're actually. Very different I don't, from your yeah, twin. we're very, very different. It's all right. I'm sure she's going to listen. So we don't want to like. Go Hi, Joyce. That. Thanks for listening. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. She lives in, in France. Yeah, we're very different. Very different. Quelle différence. Mm-hmm. That's French for what a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm translating. Aren't I nice? Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about. Oh, here's the last question. See, I'm I'm not great at this, but so do you think that your audition experience has changed in the years that you've, you know, been here with all these this new branding? You know, a lot of people keep saying that what is so important now um in addition to the skill set is the amount of followers that you have on your social media. Uh knock on wood, I personally haven't yet experienced, you know what, I don't know. I don't know if I've lost out on jobs because my social media following isn't as much as somebody who did um, get those jobs. I don't know because obviously nobody told me. And I think it's a lot more relevant to people that are working in film and TV and my medium. It's possible. Yeah, my medium is very much theater. Yeah, but we want to be doing TV. We so. certainly do want to be doing yeah. TV and film. Um, I'm filming my first film this weekend from I went on one audition and I booked it so I'm at 100%. That's great. Congratulations. And we'll see how long that 100% lasts. Well, let's keep <laughs> everything crossed. Probably not so long. Yeah, but I feel like it has to have at least changed that they're asking about it. Um, I don't think it's happening that much in theater. What I am noticing is that people will say things to me like 
be careful of posting that on social media because if a casting director Googles you, you don't want them to think you're crazy. And my response is, okay, first of all, everyone is crazy. So I would challenge that person who thought I was too crazy to bring into an audition. I'd be like, well, there's no way I'm crazier than you are. (laughs) People who work at like, you know, regular boring jobs they have to not be crazy so no! they spend eight everyone hours a day trying to everyone is crazy in. look let's yeah but let's they hashtag, hide it in a let's co- hashtag be real um as everyone in adultery a- happens all the time right yeah marriages are 50 percent divorce rates right yeah um but those corporate people so, are but, trained to like not be crazy. no but that doesn't mean that in their personal like everyone is their own brand, right. quote unquote, of, of crazy. crazy. They might not. But in a professional might... environment, aren't you supposed to not be crazy? You're Do supposed... you think that I act crazy in a professional environment? Not always. I no. never <laughs> have. I think in a professional environment, I, I have I always been. I believe we have been had uh, fights in a professional extreme, environment. But that but... doesn't mean that we're crazy. It means that we're not. We're not just people that say yes all the time. Yes. We actually take the time to question, you, to critical, yes, critically, we right? Are, we are not people who say yes. yes. That is correct. So, but I've always maintained. I hope uh, people will always think of me in terms of as a professional, as somebody that's always been professional. And I've, I've it definitely upsets not me. always been professional, but I, I, I but try I have, to but do my it point now is, a little it more. It upsets me that people will go Google my name, apparently. And then see that if I've been very forthcoming about certain personal things on social media, that they would pass judgment on me as as somebody that might not be the kind of person they want to bring into a professional environment. That upsets me because I don't think I've ever done anything in a professional environment that would be questionable. So yeah, why why is my social media all of a sudden like speaking for me, right? I and of course, disagree. I have to take responsibility for that. Like, if I don't want that to happen, then I just shouldn't post. It's but there just, you go, you guys. So I'm much, a hypocrite. <laughs> it's so much caution. It's so much caution. It's like, do I want to post this and then get flamed by millennials for posting it? You know, it's like, it's just not worth it. I don't think. It's listen, not worth it to engage. Okay, I just have to clarify that Seth's and my opinions of quote unquote millennials or different generations are different that's so true yes i i never ever say oh millennials i just don't really use the word and i only use I don't it because like it's to, my brand i don't like to see i don't like to generalize people are should I not be want to generalize either but that's the brand that i've gotten into and now that i have it everyone's like you have to build your so brand so now you're a liar yeah i'm a liar <laughs> I don't dislike millennials at all. I just find it really funny how they react sometimes. That's <laughs> that's why I put the question mark in the right, title right. so they stop getting offended because I'm not sitting here, you know. But they, there are behaviors that any generation do that I deem millennial behaviors. And that's mm. I talk about that in the book. But, but speaking of millennials, since we're about to wrap up, uh, so every... Uh, closing of these interviews or podcasts or whatever we want to call them uh, I'm going to ask everybody the same uh, two things uh, and the first one is tell a millennial story can you uh, can you expand on that question what like, do you mean by tell a millennial story like all right maybe I will uh, reword it you know tell a story about a time a millennial kind of annoyed you is that better well, uh, yeah I- I'm gonna... maybe I should make that a question for the future 
what is a time a millennial annoyed you? Okay, so that? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna actually really answer the question. I'm gonna take the question and then kind of like where my brain goes to is is like talk about it. So I because we're talking about branding, I've just noticed in a lot of conversations, both professionally and personally, the subject of branding does come up. Maybe not in a way that. Um, is so like obtuse in that the word branding is used, but certainly conversation about like, okay, so my image looks like this, and I, and I wanna I wanna make it look like this, and it's it's a lot of talk about image, um, and I find especially with like uh, the younger generation of actors in the city, millennials. Well, I uh, <laughs> actors who are newer to the city, right? And I, you know, everybody deserves their own learning curve, but I do have to say that. Whenever I'm in a conversation like that, I, I first of all, I have no interest in um, talking about my brand or listening to other people talk about their brand. So I'm very quick to say, like, look, my personal belief is work on the skill, work on the craft, and then go into audition rooms and just be the best fucking person in the room. And then they can't say no. And then, then you're fo- like, I just feel like all this focus on the branding is taking away from the actual work of like the craft. And I know I sound like a fuddy duddy and I sound kind of like an idealist. Saying the word fuddy duddy <laughs> makes you sound like a fuddy duddy. Right, but I sound like an idealist. <laughs> but to me, the most important thing is the craft. There is nothing that can compensate for the craft. And I know there's probably people listening right now to like, thinking, well, times have changed. You'll see. If you don't have a, a solid brand, you're not going to work in another five years. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, but if that is really the way that the industry is going, then maybe I don't want to work in the industry in five years because I believe in craft and I, I very much um, try with people who are newer to the city and to the industry when they start talking about things like branding, To I try to guide the conversation into like a different in a different way and say, well... I don't care about branding. Let's talk about like what we're going to do to make sure we're the best people that walk into the audition room. I wonder if I could get Kraft Macaroni and Cheese to sponsor this because you mentioned Kraft <laughs> a, a lot times, of times. Yeah. I mean, it's spelled differently, but you can't tell. <laughs> right. All right. Final question. What would you tell yourself 10 years ago? What pit, bit of advice? Um, I would tell myself that be, uh, what what I truly believe and what I truly feel is of the most, um, that's the most attractive thing about what I have to offer as a person and as an artist, not what I think other people want me to say or be. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. So try to be yourself. Is that our moral today? Uh, yeah, totally. Be, just try. Not that these but have to have don't a moral. Be, but if yourself is like a really mean, horrible person, maybe we should like <laughs> talk. Like, maybe yes. we should have ther- podcast therapy. Yes. Don't be a mean, horrible yeah. person, but be real. Be re- hashtag be, be real. That's from a TV show. Oh. I stole it. It's not mine. But oh. we, can, we can piggyback on <laughs> it. Be a t- authentic. Uh, hashtag be authentic. You know, just really try to figure out who you are. And that's who you are. Be genuine. Right? Just yeah, be a genuine. genuine. Yeah. I know. It's so hard for people who are 10 years younger than we are. Because it was hard for us back then, <laughs> wasn't it? We don't know. Yes. It, it's, I think I it's think become it was, easier. I think it's harder for, for, you, for you guys 
who are younger, actually. I think it's... I think we had it easier. Because we didn't have to worry about social media. Yeah, we didn't have to worry about... We didn't I have... Honestly... We never Snapchatted yeah. people things I don't that even could know what, get, I, come I out in 20 years. I don't even know what Snapchat is. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't either. All right, well, thank you so much for being here, Celia. Thank you. Yeah, this was super fun. So I hope you guys liked this episode, and I hope you subscribe. Uh, not that I know how to do that, but I'm pretty sure there's a way <laughs> to do it. And if you're listening to a podcast, hopefully you know it. And uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be back, or I'll be back, and Smee will be back, but you can't see him, which is very sad because he's being very cute right now. Uh, but I will be back here uh, next week. So Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Uh, through the summer. Uh, next week, we have uh, Reggie Woods, and it's going to be a very... Uh, exciting discussion, I think, about... Uh, I'm not sure. I, I got to lock down what we're going to talk about, but uh, I, maybe I'll punch in right here. Next week's topic is happiness. Thank you, Seth, for that punching in. I think it's important to let the people know what's coming up. All right, so that's it. Uh, I was going to say I'll see you next time, but I don't know what what you would say. I'll hear you. No, you will hear me. I guess that's it. Uh, you will hear me next week right here on Millennials Are Ruining the World? Question mark. Millennials are ruining the world. An exennial perspective.